Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2001's Life as a House, directed by Erwin Winkler and starring Hayden Christensen, Kevin Klein, and Kristen Scott Thomas. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched uh, Hereditary. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Um, you know what, everybody? Go see that movie, because uh, it's great. Is it living up to the hype? Well, you know, that's that's the weird part of it is like it seems like every year for the past, like, I don't know, six or seven years, we've had like what's called the scariest movie of all time. Uh huh. And they can't all live up to it. In fact, none <laughs> right. of them can. Exactly. Um, so don't go in thinking uh, that this is the scariest movie of all time. Otherwise, it'll be ruined for you because you'll be waiting to be like, the, you know, knifed. Yeah. Waiting to be scared. Exactly. So just go in and enjoy yourself and appreciate how great Tony Collette is and um, you'll be fine. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Tony Collette's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I gotta I gotta see that one, Dave. Yeah, I watched Thor Ragnarok. Okay, have you seen that one? I have not yet seen okay, it. Okay, it's the one directed by Taika Waititi. Oh crap! I gotta get so, that. So uh, I was hoping to be pretty funny. It was okay. It was funny. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. It, was, it reminded me more of like a Luc Besson film, like Fifth Element or something. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, uh, it was really like this crazy sci-fi movie. Nice. Um and. Had a lot of really good jokes. The action was Marvel action. Right. So you know what you're getting with that. Right. Um, a lot of computer monsters being computerized by a guy <laughs> on a green screen. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. But but whatever. It was all right. Jeff Goldblum was, you know, a waste in this movie. Oh. They should have done more with him. But, yeah. But whatever. And Michelle Rodriguez, I still hate her. I know. So, yeah, you've gone on record as, as saying that she's your least favorite I still everything. Hate her. Yeah. She and Tom, or she and Mark Ruffalo... Had some good chemistry, though. I liked oh, it. Oh, all right. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Thor, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm up like a year behind. <laughs> I'm like always six years behind yeah, Marvel like, films. You know? I think I skipped like 12 films. Yes. And then I went to Thor. Exactly. And now I'm like no, another eight behind already. So whatever. I think I skipped 14 and went on to Black <laughs> Panther. I need to go to Black Panther yeah. next. That's my uh, uh-huh. next stop in Marvel Town. Right. All right. So, Dave, let's uh, begin our life as a house here. <laughs> Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? I think you just did, which is we're talking about life as a house. So uh, we, as we begin, um, okay. Yeah. So here we have a film in which does anyone remember um, this movie? I, I would be shocked if anybody like it was out there. Any of our listeners was hankering for us to do this to, to do this episode. I mean, if you were, please reach out to us because we'd love to hear what your you know like yeah. what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. The movie is about a man played by Kevin Klein who uh, is he's got terminal stage four brain cancer and he lives in this uh, sort of uh, garage shack thing mm-hmm. next to a larger rundown house in a nice neighborhood like next to the beach. And he is estranged from his wife and son. Uh, his wife is now remarried and his oldest son played by Hayden Christensen. They don't talk anymore. And instead of like, I guess he feels that, that, you know, the only way to connect or the only way to like get his life back is to connect with his son before he dies. So he decides to have his son come live with him and rebuild this uh, shack. Yeah. Like it's a, a dream house of his. That yes. Apparently he's been wanting to build for the last 20 years. Right. He, I guess he worked at an architecture firm or something, yep. a design firm, and he designed buildings. Uh, the movie gets kicked into gear. He he gets cancer. He gets fired. Yeah. Uh, his life is falling apart. His wife left him years ago. Right. And uh, and now he it's a wake up call. Hey, I better have something to do now before I die. Yes. Uh, so he decides to build this house and try to reconnect with Anakin Skywalker. That's exactly right. Yep. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's basically the whole movie. Yeah. That's it, folks. See you later. I know. Um, Good night, everybody. But I want to know what your thoughts on this movie is. All right. Overall. Okay. We, so, we hinted at it yes. off air to each other. But, we, yeah. we just like said a couple things to each other off air, but like <clears> here <throat> goes. I, I, don't, I went into this movie expecting to absolutely despise it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was all ready to do so because I saw the runtime. I saw who was in it. I read the the synopsis. I had walked past this movie a million times in the video store. Uh-huh. And I always looked at it and thought, that looks like Lifetime stuff. I was going to say, there should be a Hallmark logo on yes. this. Yeah. Um, and it, it actually wasn't that. It's, it's a well-acted, decent family drama that 
um, has all of the elements of the things that you hate about these movies, mm-hmm. but it also features, you know, pretty good acting, a great cast, and 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 there are some things to like. It's got a little bit of class. Yeah, a little bit. It's a higher grade. Yeah, you know, Hallmark movie of the week. Exactly. Like you could catch this on a Sunday afternoon, probably yes. on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would show this actually. They well, might edit some things I out. Because I mean, it is rated of, R. Exactly. There's a lot of. A lot of swears in it. Swearing, drugs, yeah. uh-huh. nudity, you know. So it's a it's a lifetime um, theme. Lifetime but, plus. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's lifetime. After lifetime dark. XX. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and in a weird moment of like, uh, I never thought that this trope would be born on our show, but it's Jamie Sheridan versus Kevin Klein round two. <laughs> Remember the ice storm. <laughs> That's right. You know, holy crap! Yeah, it's it's. I never thought we'd get to that, but here we are. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the movie starts off with some bad music from two thousand one. Oh god. Oh man, this is a a terrible period in I know. music history, I know. folks. It, it really is. It really um, is. They, they do got some like Marilyn Manson in here though, which I do enjoy. Yes, I loved when he had Marilyn cranked in his room. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, so Kevin Klein gets fired, like we said. I like when he gets fired, he kind of takes it in stride, but you can't tell. You, you get a sense that he's kind of say, just saying it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's all right. I right. hated this job. Right. Uh, I'm okay. And then he, like, takes that bat and smashes all the models in the office. That was yes. pretty cool. I um, like that. And uh, <laughs> and it's weird, too, because, like, although I, I will say that the, I think that that job is very much uh, an impossible movie job. The, the one that he's getting fired yeah, from. Yeah, he just builds models. Yes. Is that all he does? And I guess John Pankow is the architect who, like, takes the models and then, like, does the drafts yeah. to, to, you know, actually get the houses made. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just smacked to me of, like, romantic comedy. Um, it is. You know, kind of stuff. It's that, a bullshit job. Yes, exactly. Some, a job that no one has in real life. And so he said he's going to pay for building this new house with his severance package. Yeah. He's not getting a severance package. I can't not after believe. he smashes up the office I mean, like I, that. They I, just glossed over this I know. thing. I was like, "What? When's the lawsuit happening?" I, I I sensed the 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 blow up was coming, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm waiting for for like John Panko to hand Kevin Klein the check, uh-huh. and then he's gonna put it in his pocket, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he can smash up the office." But no, no, <laughs> he he does it, and then somehow he's like picked up by Kristen Scott Thomas. I'm gonna take my severance. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just. That's a terrible, terrible plot hole. It is. That is, it is. This movie, I mean, having a little lawsuit in there would have made it good, too. I mean, it, I, it fit right into I know. this. You're right. You know? If that had been hanging over his head and he kind yeah. of... He He's still been, building the house, even yeah. though that's coming, you know? He could have been kind of winking at everybody like, oh, yeah, I'm really worried about this lawsuit. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, because he, he takes his approach to, like, dying is is nothing affects him anymore because he knows the end is coming. Right. He's going all out. Right. And he hasn't told anyone yet. Right. Uh, well, that comes up later. So uh, Hayden Christensen, I think his character's name is Sam. Yeah, Sam. He's this, you know, goth punk, you know, Papa Roach kid. <laughs> yes. uh, so he, <laughs> he's got piercings all over him. He's got makeup, blue hair, you know, the kind of guy I wanted to be in 2001. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and there's a... He's into drugs and asphyxiation and things like that. <laughs> um, so he's this real alternative kid that a, a Kristen Scott Thomas mom would hate. Oh, you know? Lord. So uh, they I, need to fix him, yes, apparently. Yes, and the first time we see him, he is scarfing in his closet. Yeah, definitely. And he uh, breaks the curtain rod, yes. and the little kids say, oh, he broke his closet. <sighs> yeah, he did that, and he might have <laughs> broke something else, too. But... Uh, <laughs> And her reaction, I, too, is weird. She's just kind of like, I, I, she didn't know what to do. I feel like, I mean, all kids act out and deal with things in their own way. Yeah. I don't feel like they're trying to fix him, like, because he has piercings, even though they make a big deal out of that right. shit. And, like, he slowly loses his piercings and makeup throughout the movie because he's cured, quote, yes, unquote. I know. I know. I know it's visual symbolism for his change of heart uh-huh but um he can still be wearing you know all these necklaces and makeup and eyeshadow uh-huh. and still be a better person he does need to be changed because he's a piece of shit scott now now you know that kids cannot stay goth and live a fulfilling <laughs> life now not, we not on lifetime channel that's for sure <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't be a productive member of society. I if know. I got rid of my ho- my mohawk. Yes. I mean, it's fine. You, you can't have purple hair and and do a spreadsheet. It just doesn't work. God damn it. You know, well, if it's green, <laughs> it can match the Excel logo. I think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yes. That, that, I, I hate that message in all movies of like a goth kid who was cured by the end of credits and is now a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened too many times. And, mm-hmm. and it I, I was I was not ready for it in this movie because on the video box that I walked by a million times, it was just Hayden Christensen in a hat. So I, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> So Kevin Klein wants to take his kid to help the kid and, you know, maybe repair his relationship because he hasn't really seen him in 10 years or some shit like that. Right, right. Or they haven't really talked much, you know. Yes. It's estranged. And that's that's the whole movie. I mean, (laughs) there's not a ton in this movie. I know. There's stuff. But like you said, it's there's some good things in it, but it's not like there's anything spectacular in this movie. I know. This is the River Wild of house movies. I I don't know. Agree, dude. In the house genre, it's so this generic. is the River Wild. You're yeah. Right. When you're living your life as a house, this is. <laughs> I hate this fucking title, by the way. I life as a house. I, I do too. It's kind of interesting, but it's. I think it's just stupid. Well, when it, when a title is kind of um, inscrutable like that, you, you're waiting throughout the movie for that to be explained. Like, like maybe there's going to mm. be some big reveal of like, okay, this is why it's titled this way. Yeah. But instead, when we get to the end. The voiceover. The voiceover. Yeah. He says, I always thought of my life as a house. Mm-hmm. And it still makes no sense to me. Because yeah. he explains it and I don't know. It makes a little sense because if he's thinking his life is a house... It can be, it's be, being built, it's being modified, yeah. repaired. People are entering. Renovated, I yes. guess. I, it's an allegory for his life, I guess. But, I mean, it makes some sense. It makes some sense But the whole time I'm thinking, good... I hate this. I know. <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't as poetic as they thought it was, certainly. I think that's what I hate about it. It thinks it's smarter than it is. Right. And it just bugs me. Yeah, because there's this soaring music over top of it, oh, which is all Jesus throughout Christ. this movie, too. Yeah, when there's not Limp Biscuit playing, oh. there's this terrible, oh just God. like stock score playing. Yeah. Feel good score. Yep. Oh, I hate that part. The most saccharine crap that, that is. Just... I prefer the new metal. Me too. And that's saying something. I know. Bring back Papa Roach <laughs> in those moments, and, and it would actually play much better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And they do use the Limp Bizkit song, like that mellow, rearranged song. Oh, yeah. I loved yeah. that song in 2001, <laughs> man. I loved that song in 2001. Yes. That so was some good Hot Topic shit. They're playing that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, they could just they could find more songs like that to fit. Uh-huh. Just make it a soundtrack movie. You don't need this score that's from fucking whatever editing software they bought. Exactly. It, it's so unoriginal and so unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it, it doesn't belong anywhere. And it does, it actually does just the opposite of what it's supposed to do. You know, like, yes, yeah, I think it makes you think, God, this movie's fucking trying too hard. I know it doesn't make you think, Oh man, that's a tender moment. Absolutely not. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> you, you, you hit it right there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trying way too hard and it's probably always been that way. We're just only now realizing in all movies that that's what that music does. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. has the opposite effect of what it's supposed to be doing. Maybe that's just because we've seen too many movies now. It, it's possible. And it's like, oh, yes. I mean, maybe someone out there, the first family drama they've seen mm-hmm. was Life as a House, and they're like, oh my God, it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. That's incredibly poignant. And, uh, that music cue. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since we touched on it, like the allegory of a house and a life, like uh-huh. there's a scene when Hayden Christensen finally starts to help demo the this shack they're yes. in. And. Kevin Klein's told a few stories to him about how he hates his father because he was abusive and all this stuff. And right. um, he's talking about how you, we should just tear this house down. And Hayden Christian even says, you know, and points it out, you're not destroying the house, you're destroying your father. Right. And I, I liked when he pointed it out because I'm sitting there thinking, this is such heavy-handed bullshit. <laughs> and then Hayden Christian points out how heavy-handed it is. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. He called attention to I appreciated to it, it yeah, actually. Right. Of course. So it did two things. The people who were too dense to pick up on it <laughs> got explained to them. Uh-huh. And the people who were saying, this is bullshit, I don't need all this, he calls attention to how much bullshit it is, too. Okay. So I like that. That's fine. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and then he says, yeah. You should try it. It feels good, you know, <laughs> talking about like 
tearing your father down because, you know, right. he hates him. Right. So they start knocking this house down, and it's the first real bonding moment they have. Yes. Um, and I didn't think this moment was too heavy-handed either. I thought it was done really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you thought no, about th- the house coming down. Th- this moment in particular was the least cloying moment of, of like, the, uh, the father-son dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, I didn't quite care for the breakup of the father and son. You didn't like that? I, I, I liked it a lot. Did you? I liked it a lot. Okay. Yeah. We can get. Let's, we can do, do that it. now. Yeah. I mean, there's not much in between. Exactly. So let's figure, except yeah. for some bullshit Kristen Scott Thomas stuff. <laughs> <sighs> well, which we'll get to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll figure man. that out. So this is his big scene where he probably got his Golden Globe <laughs> nomination right. from. And I liked it a lot. I can't believe you hated it so I, much. It, it's not the performances that I didn't like. It was Just, the storytelling. Okay. All you right. Know, I don't think that the kid in this situation would have the reaction he does. Maybe not. To the news that, I mean, his father has shared with him now what's going on. Right. So it's, he tells him, because Hayden Chris has been stealing his pain pills and his Vicodin and yes, stuff. Yes, because he's a drug addict. Because he's on this stuff. Right. And then he's been trying to like clean himself up a little. He might not be perfect at it, but he's trying, and he's actually doing it on his own accord. His dad says, you know, you should quit. Right. But he's not making him quit, like, you know, very firmly. Right. But he's doing it on his own, which is kind of nice. And then, uh, so he's talking to him about the pills, what do you need it for, and he tells him he's got cancer. And then Hayden Christensen realizes, you know, this is all, this whole thing, you didn't want me here to, to help me. You just wanted me to come... For your own sake, you know, like uh-huh. this is bullshit and I, I hate you. Mm. You know, you've lied to me. Yes. So you get your Anakin kind of stuff here too, a little yeah, bit. a little petulant it's Anakin. Better, it's right. better than Anakin yeah. though, because yeah. it's not Anakin Sky. It's not <laughs> Darth Vader, I guess. I don't know. No, you're right. But I liked his reaction to Kevin Klein. Mm. He at first kind of hugs him a little, but doesn't and it starts hitting him. Right. And then he comes away. And the line he says is, I didn't want you to like me. I wanted you to love me. And Hayden Christensen says, well, congratulations because you succeeded. Uh-huh. And he like storms out of the, yes. the shack. Yes. I liked it. It's I, kind of bullshit, see, but I liked it. I, that, and I, I didn't like it because it was kind of bullshit. I know. And I, I feel weird because I loved it. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, God, that was good. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think that Hayden Christensen does a brilliant job of selling the line. Yes, you know, he does because he is good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just for me the the, the, the line's bullshit. The, the line is bullshit, and <laughs> and there's also several several times in this movie where where Kevin Klein is left um, in the middle of the room by himself when someone has stormed away, mm-hmm. and it's of his own making mm-hmm. that I just don't appreciate. The the previous time now earlier in the day before he told Hayden Christensen about his illness. He had told his ex-wife, Kristen Scott Thomas, but she's been coming to the house to with, with, with her new kids with from, mm-hmm. from the new marriage. And they've been helping with the demo and everything. Yeah. The construction exactly. of the construction. new house. Right. And they've also throughout this, these weeks have been, it, it's, it's hinted at that, that she might be falling for him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells her at one point, that like, well, the, the, the little boys, I don't really have much for them to do anymore. Uh, maybe you shouldn't come every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell she's a little bit hurt by it. And she says something about like, to the effect of, look, if you want me to leave, you know, just tell me. And he says, I'd like you to leave. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't like this. Now, yeah, the movie does redeem itself like almost immediately because she like storms away and then she backs her car up and comes out and says and starts talking to him again mm-hmm. and they have a nice moment together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reveals that, yes, I am definitely still in love with you and, and that's never changed and it will right. always be that way. And so like that's kind of... And uh, I can't have you here. Yes, yes, yeah. because of this. Um, I still just have problems with it because there's too often in this movie where Kevin Klein like purposely alienates people um, almost just for sport. And <laughs> I, I don't really care. I don't really like it, you know, like his neighbors and things. Yes. Or, yeah. There's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, he could very easily, you know, uh, I guess take care of the situation with that asshole with uh, his dog, with and his all dog. That? Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's just letting his dog ruin this guy's yard because he's a, he's not a good person. Yeah. Kevin Klein's an asshole. I know he is. He is. And I mean, he could so easily just like have the dog, piss and shit in his own yard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he knows that that guy is a rich asshole who likes to sue people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't go, you know, don't go down that road. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Mary Steenburgen, who is an ex, an ex girlfriend of Kevin Klein yeah. who lives next door in a nice house. Right. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a, a whole other like layer of the story that you could like, uh, I don't know what, it, what all it adds to I everything, think but she should be removed completely from this movie. I, I think so. Too. Her and that dude, bro. Oh, Ian Summerhalder. Yeah. yeah. He, he's okay. He has other purposes to the story. Yeah. Mary Steenburgen does not. I know. Not really. Um, Jenna Malone has a purpose. Yes. Steenburgen doesn't have much. We don't need to see her storyline happening. Because there's not much to it, and it doesn't affect the plot of the movie. If Jenna Malone's mom was just a, a person who came to the door once in a while and said, uh, oh, Jenna, time for dinner, yeah, then it would be something. But because, I guess, maybe because Hayden Christensen is using their facilities, there has to be some kind of interplay, and so we have mm-hmm. to have somebody on screen. So, okay, we need, we need an actor with some... Something to this, so yeah. and and we're gonna we're gonna add this thing about about uh, you know her her daughter's boyfriend having sex. <clears throat> so we need Mary Steenburgen. Let's get yeah. her in here. And I love Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, but of course. Come on, I know the story doesn't need this in there, and it's just shoehorned in. I know. I think I, I don't know. It the movie's already over two hours long. It's bloated. Yeah, it's almost as long as Attack of the Clones. Hayden Christensen. <sighs> wow, it's not that long, but it's close. Uh, being over two hours, even close to two hours, is unforgivable for a movie like this. I you think know, so too. I, I I was, I I went into this like I was eating succotash at age eight. And you know, yeah. One thing that could also be cut is Hayden Christensen prostituting himself. Uh huh. I feel like that doesn't need to be in the movie either. Right. We already know he's got things going on. Yeah. This doesn't need to be in there. Um. It comes back later to their benefit, yes. which I thought was offensive. Yes, of course. I, I didn't appreciate how that was handled. Uh-huh. He just is like, oh, because this, this next door neighbor who hates the dog, and it's like, this, he's a Sue happy person. Uh-huh. He tries to get them to stop construction because the permit says they're like building the house six inches higher than they're allowed or some yes. stupid, petty shit like that. He's right. just getting revenge for all the dog crap in his yard. Um, <laughs> which people do that. And I, I'm fine with this becoming an obstacle in the film. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. This lawsuit and all this shit. But when he comes over to the house and Hayden Christensen recognizes him and says, he doesn't say it like this, but basically, Oh, you're the guy I was supposed to be pimped to. Yep. Um, maybe you should drop this lawsuit. Wink, wink. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he gets his way. I hated that. I hated that. What, what exactly did you hate about? I mean, I hated it too, but what did you hate about it? It came out of left field. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hayden Christensen was just kind of happy about it. Uh huh. Um, I don't feel like the characters reacted appropriately to that kind of thing. It, it just was misused. Right. I, I don't think it was appropriate. Okay. And I, and it really wasn't even necessary to be here. I don't know. The whole that whole subplot yeah. could have been cut too. So I don't know. Um. I think Hayden Christensen would have recognized the guy in the car from the beginning. Yeah, much sooner. You Definitely. Know? Uh, obviously, this guy is my next door neighbor, and I'm getting in the car, and uh, you know, because we, we see him like being mm-hmm. pimped out by Ian Summerhalder and get into this black Lexus. Um, he would have known right away. Though that's my neighbor. Yeah. And the neighbor would have su- would have seen him and go, "That's that's my neighbor's kid." How are you gonna miss this kid yeah. in the neighborhood you're in? Right. You know. Right. No one looks like this kid within a 20-mile radius. Exactly. He's, of this, you know, perfect suburban abode. Yes, yes. And I think, too, that, like, when when the guy, when, when the neighbor pulls up <laughs> and he's got, like, his lawyer and everything, uh-huh. when he sees Hayden, the, the guy is really overplaying, like, overacting in this moment. He is. He's, he's got this self-satisfied, smug look mm-hmm. on his face, and he's just, like, you know, rocking back on his heels with his arms crossed, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes, it's very villainous. It is. And Hayden Christensen diffuses the situation with like what you just said. But he, the neighbor, would have seen, oh, isn't that Hayden Christensen, the guy? Yeah, the I, guy that I was blowing? Yes. Yeah, I mean, the? oh, oh, God. This is, you know, like, I understand you don't want to like be, be a known John. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Um, it's just that the whole thing is diffused a little too uh, 
It's too neat. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Although, the only the only thing that redeems it is a really good moment of Scott Bakula saying, what the fuck? Yeah, that was good. I, I yeah, was like, I, oh, I didn't expect Scott that. Scott is awesome in this movie. <laughs> he doesn't do much. He's in like four but scenes. But every scene good. he's in, I love him. I know. I love him to yep. death. He steals the scene. He does. He does. He's like this cop who comes over to... <laughs> <laughs> to Kevin Klein's house. I guess they're buddies. Yeah. Um, I, I just like when he shows up. It's it's wonderful. And for some reason, like Scott Bakula is is so believable as an old friend of Kevin Klein. They look like they go back. Exactly. <laughs> like like they probably played guitar in that in that garage a million yep, times. Yep. That they. I'm sure they did. They were taking <laughs> dumps while cooking and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. I liked that part of the movie, the toilet thing. I did too. It was really kind of dumb and. Not needed, but I liked it a lot, and it and it, I think it added some character de- development for both Kevin Klein and Hayden Christensen. And I think that's why you like it is because it's not furthering the plot along. Yeah. Um, and and the whole when it's introduced, it's like I guess we we should talk just. It's a, a poop bit. joke. Exactly. Basically. It is. Yeah. It is. It's 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 definitely it's, wow. Doesn't that humor. smell right? Yeah. The, the the shack they're living in is truly a shack. It's a one room. It's like the size of right. your garage. It shouldn't even be legal. Right. And that's it. That comes up in the movie too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a little kitchenette there with a toilet right next to it. Um, and Hayden is just like saying, "I'm not taking a dump in front of you. It's not going to happen." You know, because mm-hmm. they're they're sleeping in like beds that are you know within eyesight of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Kevin Klein is uh, doing what he's doing. He's he's not not really you know helping the situation. So he goes. So Hayden goes over to Jenna Malone's house, I guess, to use the bathroom. And then like later the next day, Kevin Klein. <laughs> it turns out Hayden had called some building inspector to like you know uh, <laughs> to, to to report it as a violation that the toilet's next to the kitchen and. Kevin Klein goes on another like tirade with a sledgehammer, a chainsaw, a chainsaw. Yes. He takes this armoire uh and like cuts a hole in it so that the toilet fits in it. Yep. (laughs) You can't even, (laughs) he builds a little closet, like just like in two seconds. Yep. And the guy has to sign off on it and go, okay, yeah, I guess you're good. Yeah. That guy is scared and wants out of there. (laughs) He just saw Leatherface install know, a toilet. I know. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. Anyone who is angrily chainsawing, like, right, even if yeah. it's Kevin Klein and not, you know, Gunnar right. Hansen, yeah. um, I, I, it, it's still like, <laughs> this This could go south at any minute, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, what do you think about Jenna Malone and Hayden Christensen? Mm. What do you think about their relationship I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I do too. I like it because it's young love, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't like how Jenna Malone toys with him. Right. I'm like, you're naked with him in a shower, and right. you're just saying you're friends. What is wrong with you? I don't get what Are that... you an idiot? I, I don't or, get what that's You know what to it be. is? She's a high school girl. I guess. So... Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Which... And she's discovering herself. Yeah. Um, Although, I have to say, maybe I just wasn't the average high school guy. This never happened to me. Um, Nothing Dave, of the kind. This happened to nobody. Okay, thank God. It happened to guys that looked like Hayden Christensen okay. and Ian Summerholder. I, I, that, that that makes sense. Yeah, that's how it happens. I, I you know, and 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 that's what really disappoints me is, is that like <laughs> you know, even if it had happened to me, and it like, might not happen to them. I'm just even those guys. It doesn't happen to you know. I, I, <laughs> this is the 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 gross fantasy of a screenwriter is for um, a young woman discovering her own, like coming into her own sexuality and experimenting with it. And the way she does so is for there to be a naked man in her shower (laughs) and she gets in naked with him and just like says, well, we're not having sex. Um, Right, yeah. And because we're just friends. This, This is, hey, no big deal, right? Uh, that's, that's just not how anybody, I think, you know, I think she's playing games. That's gotta be what it is. Yeah, she is playing games. Mm -hmm. Um, but what kind of game? I mean, what, what is the game? Does this arouse her, like teasing this man, or so? Like, it, isn't she going out with Ian Summerholder? She is. Yes. So, like, her boyfriend's there, and she's getting in the shower with Hayden Christensen, but they're just friends, so it's okay. And what? I mean, maybe Ian's not doing it for her. Um, well, that, that could be part of it. He's doing it for her mom. I, I, yeah, I exactly. Guess, so. uh, you know, um, and maybe. And maybe this is her fetish is, is like just being in showers with people. I don't maybe. know. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
I don't know. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. It's and, kind and, of bullshit. Definitely. And luckily, they they do kind of uh, like solve it by Hayden Christensen asking her, "Okay, so what is this?" When they're in the shower together. Yeah. And and she's like, "Well, don't you want me here?" And he looks down and says, "Well, obviously I do." <laughs> it, it makes a boner joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get boner and poop jokes <laughs> in this movie. And they actually do like start to kiss one another, and it's obvious they do fancy each other, and it's kind of fun because he like loses it in the shower before anything gets yeah, going. Yeah. Um, and she laughs and thinks it's funny and he kind of thinks it's funny and mm-hmm. it's a, a sweet enough moment, but luckily they, they, they kind of just get rid of that. Now yeah. then she does something else with Kevin Klein. Was not, I don't approve of this. I don't think she, I, she goes and kisses Kevin Klein and he just lets it happen. Yes. His excuse is I'm on a lot of pills and I can't move. Yes. Uh, but that's bullshit. You just he, like, underage girls i guess which he which, d- he does admit okay. to it he uh-huh. he says he says you know something about like she, she's like do you do you not want me here and he goes maybe you should wait until i'm off these pills where i can be a great can give you a convincing no mm-hmm. you know which is a, an honest answer mm-hmm. obviously but it's also like oh god you know you you know maybe you should just be telling her like as soon as she comes in mm-hmm. um sweetheart you need to go home um, get off my bed yes, please. yes yes leave uh-huh and then she's like well i just wanted to see what it's like because i it's not like when I kissed Sam, you know, or whatever. And I saw you kissing my mom and wanted to know what it was like. What? <laughs> this girl needs to build a house, man. Uh, <laughs> Good thing she's helping. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's all build houses. Mary Steenburgen has failed this child. And then she comes and helps build the house, too. Uh-huh. You know, eventually. Uh-huh. After she gets caught. <laughs> I was, oh my God. She does the stupidest movie thing ever. She yes. calls, what's the character name? What's Ian Summerholder's name? Josh? Josh. Josh. Uh-huh. She calls Josh's phone while he's on the roof, you know, putting down, you know, tarp paper. Yes. Um, and Kevin Klein answers Josh's phone and says, hello. And she just bursts out instantly saying, I need you to come in here and be inside of me. Oh, my God. Or something oh along my, those it, lines. It's that graphic. I know. And, and Kevin Klein is like, what? <laughs> And Josh is like, oh, no, yeah. what? And falls off the roof. Yes. Yeah, and breaks like 40 bones, I think. It's yeah. a pr- I, I, I they, like- they list it off yeah, once exactly. the ambulance is pulling away. <laughs> and I enjoy seeing Ian Summerhalder, you know, like fly through the air like this. I just like it because I, I didn't a, like the character He has much. a slight antagonist relationship yes. in the film. Yes. Not a full-blown enemy, but, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy, right? So, so watching him land the way he did, it was like a, it was like a, a really bad. <laughs> I Mick did Foley enjoy bump. how he fell. Yeah, you know, it was like Undertaker <laughs> threw like him through a cage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tooth in his beard and everything. Yeah. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'd rather watch Hell in the oh, Cell. That any. You day, know what? Dude. I actually don't want to watch that match ever again. It's so <laughs> disturbing. I, yeah, it is. It is. It's hard, it's hard to sit through. You're right. But I'd, I'd still rather sit there with Life as a House again. I'll yeah, just me, put that me on the too. Route. I'd rather watch WWE yes. over than Life as a House. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you about Mary Steenburgen that like the, the biggest mistake you can make is if you are carrying on this way with your daughter's boyfriend is when you call him on the phone and someone picks up, it doesn't matter who it is, whether you recognize the voice or not, you don't just go into, I need your stuff right now. Yeah. You know, I want you to rail me. Yes. You know, you, you don't, you, you don't uh, say that because you wouldn't say it in any other situation either. You know, so maybe she's, she's trying to be like sexy with them, but you can't yes. do that unless you know, this is Josh. Exactly. The first, th- <laughs> no matter how sexed up you are, no matter how horned up you are, your first thing on the phone would be, um, hello, is Josh there? <laughs> right. That's the first thing you'd ask. And then you'd get into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is 2001. You don't get someone's picture popping up on your no, phone. No, you, you don't. Know, so. Exactly. That, that is yeah. a, uh, a Nokia with, with the, with right. the weird bars on it. Exactly. It's that. Yes. It's one of those things, man. Uh, okay, so yeah. One other thing I really wanted to touch on is Kristen Scott Thomas's new marriage. Yes, let's get into it. I guess it's a loveless marriage. Yep. And there's an absentee father. He works and doesn't believe in hugging his children or spending time with his family, uh-huh. really. I, I, he's not like cheating right. on them, as far as I can tell. He's just constantly working and... uh He's emotionally unavailable. Right. He's not a he's not a great guy, but he's not yeah. Bad he's either. not the worst, but he's just never there. He's not available for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's his way or the highway, you know. Uh, and he doesn't even yell. 
Yeah, it's kind of condescending. He's just... I think that, like, most American women, on the average, are married to assholes. Uh-huh. You know, like... And assholes like Jamie Sheridan in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's... It's someone who is just not a very loving man, but isn't a horrible person either. He provides. Yes. He thinks that's all he's got to do. Yep. You know, I, I'll, I'll go to work and then I'll drink a beer and watch the game and you take care of the kids. Right. And, I'll, and, and we have this really nice house with lots of stuff in it. Oh, he says something about that. Like, right. I've provided you with this. Yep. Okay, yes. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. What else you got, oh, Jamie? Thank you so much. I know. Yeah. Man, I, I feel so fortunate that you did this for me. And 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 I had no hand in it whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, come on. I know. Um and as as much of a putz as he is. <laughs> Kristen Scott Thomas should not be going over to her ex-husband's house every day yeah. and hanging out. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. I know you're going, you're telling yourself you're there for your kid, but you're not. Right. Stop lying. <laughs> Don't be bringing your other kids around who are lacking a father figure. Yeah. Don't bring them around to this guy's house. Come on. You can't be doing this. I know you're falling in love again. Uh-huh. But you can't do this. And... And once you do realize that you're falling in love again, then um, if you, we've talked about it before on this show, the thing to do is to uh, begin divorce proceedings with Jamie Sheridan. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you can go, you know, to the other thing. You can't start dancing with your ex-husband at sunset on a beach. That's true. You can't do that while you're married to someone else. Yes. (laughs) Although I will say that like... It takes a minute for anyone because at first she's like she sees the sunset and she's like I want to dance because she hears this music. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And they all like turn her down. I gotta tell you something, man. I mean, when Kristen Scott Thomas asks you to dance, get on your fucking feet. I don't care what the situation is. <laughs> yes, definitely. You know? That's. <laughs> she has to kind of like, right, like right, right. get it out of Kevin Klein to get him to do this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well. The one kid does say, yeah, let's dance. Yes, and they yes. dance, you know, the older, he's probably eight. Right. And he's like, all right, I got to stop. I got lots of work to do, which is a cute kid line. Yeah, it you is. Know. There you go. Um, <laughs> but she's still ready to go. <laughs> Come on, ex-husband, dance with me to this song that's really important to our family history. I know. Um, it's, it's, okay. oh, it, it, it's just the perfect storm of like, you know, uh, of, I shouldn't be here. This right. is, you know, this is totally wrong. This um, is, I'm about to get a divorce <laughs> one step from the last. Right. You know? Right. This comes before filing paperwork. Exactly. It's, it's one step before that. Come I mean, on. alienation of affection is a real divorce component. Mm-hmm. You know? And if Jamie Sheridan can prove it, then, uh, oh man, it, it's going to be bad. <laughs> so he, like, leaves the family... Jamie does. Jamie yeah. Sheridan leaves. Mm-hmm. He disappears for, I guess, a couple days. Yep. I don't know. No note or anything. He right. just goes. Probably to work his shit out, you know, because yep. he knows things aren't going too well. And he knows Kristen Scott Thomas is hanging around with her ex all day and falling in love with him. He, he knows exactly. He knows the, to- he knows the whole the situation. He knows the score. Right. Um, and he leaves. And she's like, well, he left me. Snap. Kevin Klein again. Yeah. She jumped so quickly at Kevin <laughs> Klein, it was the worst. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I, "What are you doing?" I, I hear you definitely. <laughs> I, I I do, and I mean, you have a, a different perspective on it than I did while watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was kind of because Kristen Scott Thomas is so is such a wonderful actor and and is uh, is one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. I I just can't help but it's a fault of mine. I ca- I can't help but get swept up in whatever she's doing. Right. You know. And I want to cheer for her. Yes. You know, uh, I just think she's handling it the wrong way. I agree. And you know what? It's a movie and it's a drama. Yeah. And it's a family drama. And this is all family drama type shit. Yeah. So it's fine in the movie and I don't mind it. I think I just hate when this happens. Okay. That's <laughs> absolutely. Yes. It was good for the movie. Um, but man, what a... What a terrible person Kristen Scott Thomas is. <laughs> yes, I know. She she's she's got problems. And then when she it's it's the day bef- the the same day that he told Hayden Christensen, Kevin Klein told Hayden Christensen about his illness. He he doesn't tell him until after he tells Kristen Scott Thomas. Mm-hmm. And before he tells her, when she comes over to tell Kevin Klein, you know, that Jamie Sheridan left, 
uh, Kevin realizes that this is uh, where this is going, and mm-hmm. he they start getting physical with one another mm-hmm. on his bed. And I actually really like the moment when Hayden Christensen walks in on them. Me too. <laughs> he plays it so it's well. Really good. Yeah, he's 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 embarrassed, but also kind of like chuckling to himself mm-hmm. about this. He doesn't do the whole thing of like, oh my god, my parents are sexual beings. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm scarred for life. No, he's in a he's approaching adulthood, so he understands that they're two functional, attractive people. Mm-hmm. But he also thinks it's pretty funny because you know they're right. not married to each other exactly. Anymore. And I think he says. Don't let the kids see you doing yes, this. Exactly. He's very, <laughs> yeah. he handles it very adult-like. Yeah. I forget the line he says when he walks in. It's really funny. Yeah. It's not, oh my God, my parents. No. It's like, oh geez. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, just like, oh, what yeah. did I oh, walk oh, into? Oh God. Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and he doesn't storm out and barf, you no, know, he's no. just like, oh, no way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, cause he can see it. He could see that ha- coming some at some time. Yeah. Like, he can see this, like, in his parents hanging out all this time. Right. He's not surprised by it, but he's just shocked he stumbled into it. Yes, that, that he's actually witnessing it full on. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and they're not nude or no. they're not having sex. They just started kissing two seconds ago. Right, they're making out on like, the bed. It's yeah, fine. they fall on the bed and they're making out a little bit. Right. That's all it is. Um, and then, because, like, th- this broke up the mood, um, this is when Kevin Klein decides to tell her you know, mm-hmm. that he has cancer. Yeah. And I, I like the aftermath of the way they handled this moment. I think Kristen Scott Thomas could have been, you know, like um, her reaction to it would have been what she can bring to any movie, you mm-hmm. know, which is like she, she can play grief and she can play emotion. Um, and instead it's just Kevin Klein walking out of the house and then going to the other, you know, mm-hmm. to the, to the building site. And uh, they're just like, let's leave her alone for a little while. Um, you know, she's she's going through a rough time right now. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to kind of imagine Kristen Scott Thomas just like beside herself with grief, mm-hmm. you know, on, sitting on the bed. Yep. <sighs> and then one of our little kids sees her crying and comes and hugs her. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Me too. Um, and then I think after this, we probably get that, you know, you were the guy I was having sex with and I'm threatening you now uh, scene. I think we get that. That might be later. I don't know. But ultimately, Kevin Klein uh, gets hospitalized because yes. of his cancer. And uh, Hayden Christensen comes and sees him and shows him the house outside the window. Look, I kept building it while you were in here. Here's all the Christmas lights we talked about. Right, and, right. Uh, Kevin Klein is like, you need to finish the house. And yeah. then, all right, I will. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, I know, dude. I know. It's uh, it's it's what you expected. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's not bad. No. This is a well-acted, well-performed, even well-written in in some parts it's, movie. It, yes. It needed another draft, I think. Yes. To clean it up a, a bit. A polish, right. But yeah, it's, it's a well-done movie. Yep. Yeah. I have admired the work of everybody here, mm-hmm. you know, in other stuff. Mm-hmm. And in this, even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I'd rather not ever sit through it again, but, right. um, it, but it's not because of them. It's just because I don't need this story to be told to me again. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a very generic story. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Peter comes back and, uh, their marriage is not ruined. Uh huh. And, um, I guess Kevin Klein dies. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly what happens at the end of this movie. Because it does happen off screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're all back at the, at the building site, except mm-hmm. Kristen Scott Thomas, who's now in the room with an empty bed. Yes. The and hospital bed's empty and yes. she's there. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting in the chair, like thinking about it. And, and we mm-hmm. had seen her um, like showing Kevin Klein, like old home movies, um, like while he's now yeah. very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I like the way they handle that because it's not overdone. It's just Kevin Klein in the hospital bed, you know, not being able to move. Mm-hmm. And she's very touching in this scene, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, so he dies. They finish the house. And then we... The end of the movie is Hayden Christensen donating the house to this lady who, when she was a girl, got her family was killed in a car accident by Kevin Klein's dad, yeah. who was a drunk and abusive... So he wants to donate it to this woman 
who's now a paraplegic and lives in a trailer park with her own kids and things to help them out. Right. Um, I guess atoning for, you know, his family's sins of the past, yes. I guess. So, um, and that's the end of the movie. Right. And then you get that voiceover with the flying, you know, bird's eye view of the uh-huh. house and the ocean. Right. And, you know, you get your stock, you know, MP3 plane and <laughs> Kevin Klein talking about life as a house. And that's the end of the movie. Man, like <laughs> they had a chance here to end the movie in an effective way. Yeah. With the the dolly cam uh, pulling back yeah. when you see Kristen Scott Thomas and Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. with the lady at the trailer park. Yeah. Um, that that's could have been a, it. That's that. That could have, you fade into credits and and you've you've got a good movie. You've got you've got a good movie ending. Mm-hmm. And then that that narration <laughs> comes in, and I mean, it just it just totally ruins everything. That all the the it's, credibility of the movie just just built for itself. It's the Blade Runner ending. I mean, that's what happened in the, ori- the, the, yeah, the original right. Blade Runner. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, any subtext is washed away. Yep. Any symbolism is gone from this. It's. Any emotion you had is just trampled upon. Uh, it's I, you're right. It, yeah, the, 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 it does not trust you, the audience, the viewer, to understand the language of subtlety um, <laughs> in any you know in any way. Yeah. So I always thought of my life as a house. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> I always thought of my life as a house. People coming in and out. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's modifications to it. Maybe some <laughs> shingling. I what what. <laughs> That, that that makes no sense. And if anyone wrote that kind of, you know, like sonnet to themselves or, or, you know, like I read some kid's essay and it was like that, I always thought, I, wait, okay, I'd have them after school and say, let's talk about this. Oh what are you trying to get at here? Oh my God. Um, yeah. <sighs> okay. So one more thing. Yes. When Kristen Scott Thomas comes back to the house after Kevin Klein is now deceased. She looks at Hayden Christensen and he looks at her from a distance Mm -hmm. and they lock eyes and they communicate without saying anything. And Hayden Christensen, you can see, he realizes it's over now. Yeah. His dad has died. Right. And his performance in this scene is excellent. Yes. Uh, He, his eyes kind of twitch and he's looking, he's, he doesn't know what to do. He's getting hit in the stomach with this, you know, punch. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's wonderful, I think, in the scene. And so is Kristen Scott Thomas. And they hug. I know. And nothing is said. Uh, It was done so well. I agree. Uh, It's it's two actors who who really understand the material. And Mm -hmm. you don't need any dialogue. We know what just happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Your dad died. That that would have been a stupid thing for her to say. You're right. You know? <laughs> and, and, and in a movie that that you'd think would have that in it, it doesn't. And know? then he goes of the cancer. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. No, of course. The Duh. Guy, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, because I, really I died of cancer. Oh. I thought my life was a house, <laughs> but I died of cancer. You know what? And I repaired the relationship with my son. You don't have to explain this to me, this, dude. The the, our, the the bit you just did is almost what they do. Yeah, I you know. know. I, it's it's almost there. <laughs> Even uh, with it that bad, I teared up a little, man. Of course, I was tearing up. I, I, tearing I, it up. You know, talking about how I don't need to be told this story again. When you, the reason you, I don't want this story, whether it's in a good movie or it's in a an, an average movie like this. It's a story that always that's universal that always gets to you, right? And it's going to make you tear up. And when you have good performances like yes. this. It will affect you. Totally. Um, okay, so do you have anything else, Dave? Um, well, just a couple things. Uh, Mary Steenburgen has now done this twice. What? Um, like, Get, she's... Getting with like uh, yes. her daughter's boyfriend? Yes. Okay. Uh, she does a variation on it in um, What's Eating <laughs> Gilbert Grape? When she's, oh my God, yeah, she does. When she's like <laughs> creeping all over Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So she's got that roll down. Yeah, let me deliver your groceries for you. <laughs> and you know, it's fine. It's it's she she's I a, forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it did she have sex with powder? <laughs> God, she, she, <laughs> it was a missed opportunity. It should have happened. <laughs> yeah, it definitely should. <laughs> anyway, uh oh, so I guess um, that's it. Yeah. Do you have anything else? You said you had a couple things. Oh yeah. Um well, the, I I do think that there's a uh, a pretty good like sex fake out 
in the movie. You think it's Hayden Christensen and Jenna Malone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it's not. Right. It turns out to be Ian Summerhalder and the aforementioned Mary Steenburgen. Yes. I thought that was pretty good because I was like, oh, shit. Me like, too. Like, it totally worked on me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well done, Irwin. Um, you know, <laughs> yep, well Mr. staged. Wiggler. Right. Very good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, what would you? How'd you rate the movie, Dave? Um, would you I, recommend it? Okay. Uh, I I, I want to give it three stars and not recommend it, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we kind of um, put a arbitrary rule in place. Right. Right. Let's let's break it. Who That's, gives okay. a freak? That's fine. Uh, this Who is... gives a house? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. I'll give this movie three houses, but I won't recommend <laughs> Two it. Two and a half houses. I, I, I will. You know what? I, I, I won't break our rule, actually. Okay, okay. I'll give it two stars, and I can't recommend it, just because you can get through your whole life without seeing this movie, and you'll be fine. You know what? You're right. Okay. I would not recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The script does have its problems. Yeah. I'll give it two stars. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we've come to a, a good decision here, I, Dave. I, I think we have two. Two houses... No recommends. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God. I'm glad we're done with this. I am too. I'm so glad that this, this episode is over. This, it's in the can. This movie was a chore, actually. Of course. I didn't want to watch this, even though I picked it as an episode. I, I, I made that Succotash reference earlier. <laughs> it, 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 it really is. It's me sitting at the kitchen table until I've, I've 9 p.m. i got all this leftover food yeah. uh-huh. I don't want to eat. Yeah. It's just crap. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that wraps up the show, folks. That's some kind of ending, isn't it? Maybe we should do a voiceover on it. Oh, my um, God. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. That's not what it's called anymore, is it? Apple oh, Podcast. Apple Podcast. Yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. So rate it and review it. <laughs> Get some more dudes. Listen to the dudes. Or find us um, any other podcatcher or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there. Right. Uh, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, and we also have a voicemail, 304-804-DUDE. Call in and leave us your answer to the question of the week. Um, and the question of the week, what is your favorite movie about teen angst? Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hayden Christensen style. Right. He's done a few movies with teenage angst. He sure has. You can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, call in 304-804-DUDE and leave a voicemail. We'll play your responses on our monthly response show. And stay tuned next week for 2009's A Serious Man, directed by the Coen Brothers and starring Michael Stuhlbarg. So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time.